Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and today we're going to listen to the second half of one of my all-time favorite sermons. Let's dive in. Well, today is part two of the sermon that we started last week. Last week, we started a sermon by my mentor and good friend, Dr. Stephen Manley, entitled The Unasked Question. It's a sermon from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And though we listened to the first half of that sermon, I want to go back just a little bit and kind of pick up where we left off and then conclude the sermon. So for the first couple of minutes, is going to be a repeat of the end of the section that we listened to last week, and then we're going to finish the sermon. So this is one of my all-time favorite sermons, time about being wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ. This is Dr. Stephen Manley in his sermon, The Unasked Question, from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Reading verse 8 again. You shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You shall receive power. Now, it's really interesting when you go to the Greek uh, dictionary, which is a lexicon, and, and you look up this word power, every one of them says the same thing. Doesn't matter which one you look up. They all say the same thing. They say that this word, this particular word that's used right here, is inherent, an inherent power residing within a thing by virtue of its nature. Let me give that to you again. They say that this word that's used right here is an inherent power, and it resides within a thing by virtue of its nature. Now, how can I explain that to you? See, this power is not something you have. This that power is not an instrument you get. This power is not something that's attached. This is not, this power is not like, I got a gun in my hand. I got the power. See, I can make you do anything I want you to do. I can put you on your face. I can take your money, man. I can make you stand on your head. I got the power. Oh, no, somebody took away my gun. I lost my power. That's not this word. See, he's not talking about, oh, God is going to give you a gun in your hand and you're going to have this amazing. 
I wish it was that way. See, if the power of God was a gun in my hand, see, I could pick it up when I come to church, bring it to church, and I could zap who I want to zap. Heal who I want to heal. I could use it. I could charge you 150 bucks per touch. Because I got the... But see, what he's talking about is not something you get something that gets you not something you possess something that begins to possess you not something that you can master and control something that comes and masters and controls you and what is it it's him hey it's him and you don't dictate to him he comes and dictates to you and it becomes a part of the very inner nature of your being until it so possesses you that you're under the control and you're being used by this power My favorite color is blue, by the way. You got this bowl. In this bowl is blue dye. Blue dye. Here's a colorless cloth. Yeah, colorless cloth. You take this colorless cloth and you submerge it into the blue dye. In fact, you poke it down, hey, you let it soak, just leave it for a while. It soaks, it's there, hey, it's just, it's just in the blue dye, you know. It's, in fact, you can't even see it now. And then you reach down and you, and you stir it up a little. And, and then you grab a hold of this cloth, this colorless cloth. It's been in the blue dye. You reach down, you, pull, you grab a hold of the edges of it, you pull it up, and whoa, this cloth is blue. In fact, it's dripping blue. Now, you correct me, of course, and say, no, no, the cloth is not blue. The cloth is colorless. It's the dye that's blue. I say, no, you're wrong. This cloth is blue. You say, no, you're not getting this. The cloth is not blue. The cloth is colorless. It's the dye that's blue. And I'll look you right in the eye and say, you just tried to take the blue out of this cloth. <laughs> because you see, something has happened. See, the blue dye has so intertwined itself into the fibers of the being of the cloth. The, the, blue, the blue dye has gone so deep. The blue dye has just so become so interchanged. The blue dye has just gotten all messed up. The blue dye has just so penetrated. The blue dye has just gotten so... It just This cloth is blue. You can't get it out of there. Well, the cloth is not blue. Yes, it is blue. Well, not exactly blue. It was the dye that was blue, but the cloth is now blue because... Well, the, 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 the cloth doesn't have the blue dye. The blue dye has the cloth. Can you imagine? God picks me up by my ears and submerges me. Whoa. Into the blue dye of his presence. <laughs> Leaves me. Just stand there, boy. Leaves me in there for a while. And then he comes along, picks me up by the ears. And, Whoa! This boy is blue. He's blue all over. Well, I'm trying to be blue. No, 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 no. You don't try to be blue. You're just blue, man. In fact, everywhere you walk. Whoa, a little blue left there. Hey, I grab your hold of your hand and say, sorry for the blue. <laughs> yeah. Hey, rub against him. Whoa, blue all over you, man. Everywhere he goes, there's blue, man. He's just blue, blue, blue. He gets up blue. He goes to bed blue he thinks blue he is blue no he's not blue it's the blue that's within him and the blue is literally wouldn't it be something to be possessed that's what he's talking about you shall receive you're filled with the holy spirit i'm trying to be no 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 well i was yesterday 
no, no, you're not getting this. This is, whoa, I'm blue all over and I can't help it. See, it's a whole different way of thinking. You shall receive power. Parallel statement. You shall receive power. You shall be witnesses. Hang on now. Greek language. You shall be. You shall receive. One word. You shall receive. One word. You shall be. You shall receive. One word. Future indicative. You shall be. One word. Future indicative. <laughs> that stuff really turns me on, man. Yeah, future indicative. See, it's a simple statement of fact. Remember that? Simple statement of fact. He's saying, as surely as you shall receive, so surely you shall be. I'm telling you, as certainly as you're going to receive, you can count on you. Hey, we're not going to vote. Put your hand down. This is not, hey, we're not going to vote on our district assembly. Not up for debate. You shall receive, and I'm telling you, you shall be. That's the way it is. You shall receive, you shall be, you can count on it. Just relax, it's going to happen. You shall receive, you shall be. It's the way it is. Now, here's what really intrigued me. You shall be future, future tense. But if you go to the New Testament, you will find the same identical, oh, get this, same identical word, not future tense, present tense. But same word. Here it's future tense. But what I'm going to explain to you is present tense. But it's the same word. The same identical word that's used here in verse 8 for you shall be is the same identical word that's used for the I am's of Jesus. Whoa. Yeah. Jesus stood and said, I am the way. What do you mean by that? Well, he was going to tell us the way. Well, he did. He was going to show us the way. He did. But he meant more than that. Because not only did he tell us the way, and not only did he show us the way, he was the way. I want to go to the kingdom. How do you get there? Jesus, because he's the way. He's not a road sign. Well, he is a road sign. He doesn't tell us. Well, he does tell us. He doesn't show us. Well, he does show us. But he himself is the way. And what he shows us is himself because he's the way. And it isn't something he does. It's something that he is. In fact, if you want to go to the kingdom, Jesus is the way. Well, when I get to the kingdom, how will I know I'm in the kingdom? Jesus, because he is the kingdom. Now, wait a minute. You're telling me that Jesus is the kingdom and he's the way to the kingdom. So when I'm on the way, I'm already there. That's right, because he's both. He's all of it. It's what he is. I am the way. Jesus could stand and say, I am the lamb. <gasps> you mean he's the sacrifice? Oh, yeah. Jesus is the sacrifice for the sins of the world. Your sins. Jesus is the sacrifice. Oh, good. Who's the high priest? Jesus is the high priest. Oh, you mean he's the one that's offering the sacrifice? Yeah. Oh, you mean he is the sacrifice? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is he the one that's accepting the sacrifice? Yeah. So he's the one who's offering the sacrifice. He's the one who is the sacrifice. And he's the one who's accepting the sacrifice. That's right. Sounds to me like he's the whole thing. Yeah, that's who he is. I am the lamb. Jesus could stand and say, I am the bread. Oh, you mean he's going to give us some to eat? Right. Yeah, he's feeding us. 
You mean he's going to tell us where to get it? That's right. He did. Told us exactly where to get it. He told us where to get it. He furnished it for us. But it's more than that because when you bite into it, it tastes like him because he's the bread. Because it's who he is. Oh, I could go on and on with that. I am the life. I am the truth. You mean Jesus is going to tell us the truth? Yes. You mean he's going to write the truth? Yes. You mean he's going to point the direction of the truth? Yes. And when he tells us the truth, what does he tell us? Himself. Because he is the truth. And what he's talking about is himself. And he turned to the guys in the New Testament, the New Testament days, and said, hey, if you'd have believed the Old Testament, you'd believe me. Because the Old Testament was all about me. Because I am. He's the whole deal. I am the truth. I got a little jealous about Jesus because he has all of these I am's. List them. I am, I am, I am, I am. And I'm glad for him. I want him to have them all. It's good. But I didn't have one. Not one. See, I'm not the bread. I can tell you where to get it, but I'm not the bread. Hey, I'm not the truth. I can tell you a little truth once in a while, but I'm not the truth. I'm not the way. See, I'm not, I'm not all the I am's. He's got all of them. He's got all these I am's. I don't have one. I'd like to have one. I finally got my one right here. I am witness. Oh, you mean you do witnessing? Well, yeah, but that's not what I really mean. Oh, you mean you, you went to a seminar and you learned, yeah, well, I did that, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, you mean you know the four spiritual laws? Well, I do know those, but that isn't exactly, no, it's not. Well, it's I am. I can't help myself. It's just who I am. I not only do witnessing, I not only speak witnessing, I not only act witnessing, I am witnessing. I'm blue all over and I can't help it. You get around me and you're going to get blue, son. I get up witnessing. I go to bed witnessing. I drive down the road witnessing. Everything I do witnessing. I walk into my job witnessing. It flows out of me because it's just, I can't help myself. I'm just blue all over. That's what he's talking about. Man, how could you ever be like that? I mean, you'd have to think about it all the time. You'd have to strain and concentrate. You'd have to. No, no. You shall receive power. You shall be witnesses when the Holy Spirit's come upon you. Oh. This doesn't have anything to do with me. Well, you're involved. Well, this is not really my talent. Well, that's right, but you do have talent and he'll use it. Well, this doesn't have to do anything to do with intelligence. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you're right. You can be dumb and still get in on this one. Woo! Hey, you mean you don't have to be good looking? Yeah, praise the Lord for that too, huh? Yeah, see, no, this is not about, because this is, you shall receive, you shall be, when, when, all of this is going to happen, when, when what? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, you've got to see this. In the Greek language, when the Holy Spirit has come upon. Well, let's look at the words, has come upon, has come upon. Now, if you actually saw that in the Greek language, the words has come is one Greek word. 
and it means has come. But it has a prefix to the word. Oh, I lost you. Let me give it to you. See, has come upon. Three words, has come upon. If you look at the word has come, one word in the Greek language has a prefix. Guess what the prefix is? Upon. And then the word upon is over here by itself again, the second time. So it's in the word it has come as a prefix, and then it's over here by itself. So a literal translation would, would be like this. It would read, when the Holy Spirit upon has come upon. See, it's an emphasis. Do you see that? It's an emphasis. He wants to be sure that you know it's upon that all of this takes place upon when the Holy Spirit upon that this is about upon well when I get my act together no no upon well, well when I grow two inches no upon this is all oh, when I get done with a seminar no upon oh when I get done with a ministerial studies course no upon this is all about upon everything hangs upon the whole deal is upon that the big need is upon that everything else is okay. Yeah, learn to take a breath, mint, before you go witnessing. That's okay. But upon is really the deal. I'm sick to death of the study of personality types. Sick of it. Maybe you're into it, I don't know. But I'm tired of it. Personality types. He's a type A. Oh, God could really use him. You know, a guy comes to our service on Sunday morning. He's got on a $1,000 suit. Yeah, he's got an eel leather covered wallet that flips out $20 bills into the offering plate. We all stand there. Oh, God could really use him. Whoa, look at him. He's so sharp. And did you hear her sing? Oh, they told me he taught a Sunday school class in the last place. PhD doctor. God, could you really use him? Man, he's, he's sharp. What about that guy over there? Yeah, holes in his tennis shoes. Yeah, did you get close to him? God could really use this guy, couldn't he? I don't care if he comes back or not. God could really. But see, this is not about any of that. This is about upon some of you who are over 95 will remember the story yeah short guy from texas you know yeah from texas man had a bandana around his neck tobacco juice coming out of the chin out of his mouth running down his chin yeah a little scuzzy you know little, yeah not too clean hey hat cowboy hat on his head man fifth of whiskey in his hip pocket hey a deck of cards yeah had a gun strapped to his side yeah and when you ask him what his name was you couldn't understand him why because he had this he had this he had this lisp you know he just he couldn't even talk man couldn't even talk he couldn't understand what the guy said hey he was filled but god took a guy like that how could God use a guy like that? Because it's not about him and it's not about his talent. And it's not about his personality. It's about a bun. And God took a guy like that, raised him up and made him Uncle Bud. And he shook a hole in this movement. Because what? This is about a bun. A bun. A bun. Can you imagine what God could do? with you. 
family. I'm a senior adult. And I got arthritis. And You know, can you imagine what God could do with you if he could come upon? Oh, but Brother Manley, I'm a, I'm a teenager and I don't know what I'm doing. Well, that's true. But hey, if God could come upon you, if God could come upon you, think of it. Just think of it. Well, but you don't understand, man. I'm just in the prime of life, son. I got three jobs going, and I'm, and I'm already contracting for this other deal. And I, I work 14 hours a day, and you don't understand. I got this family, and I got, and I got, and I got. You just don't understand what could happen if God could come upon, upon. See, this is a call to the yielding up and the giving up of all reliance on anything except him. See, I'm absolutely convinced, ladies and gentlemen, that one thing God is constantly doing in my life is stripping me down until he's removing everything in my life I count on except him. That may be what's going on in our day in the church because we're losing ground fast in the evangelical church in the United States. And do you understand that maybe God is stripping us down of all, and we've got everything, we've got publishing houses, we've got best church building, we've got the best parking lots, we've got the best talented preachers, we've got education, we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got, and he's stripping us down saying, none of that really matters when you come down to bottom line. It's all good and God can use it if he can get it. But hey, he's stripping us down until nothing really counts. But is he coming up? Upon. Is he upon? Is he upon? Is he upon? Here's what I want you to do tonight. I want you to look yourself in the eye. Don't look me in the eye. Look yourself in the eye. Say, say to yourself, man, I'm blue all over. <laughs> I can't help it. You shall receive, you shall be. Don't let me get by, Jesus. Oh, don't let me miss it. I don't want you as an intellectual fact. Come on, Jesus. I don't want you as an intellectual fact. Come on, come on, Jesus. I don't want you as an experience. Come on, Jesus. I don't want you as a religious activity. Come on, Jesus. I want you like the dye in my clothes. I want you like the pores of my skin. I want, I want you like the blood flowing through my veins. I want you like the flow of my mind. I want you, oh God, to, I want you to come up on, come up on, come up on. Oh, Jesus, what would that do to me? What would that change about me? What would that alter in me? What would have to go? What would I have to take on? What would take place, God? I want to risk it tonight. I want to risk it. Whatever you want to do, God. Hey, break me, smash me, strip me down, God. Hey, mess up my life, Lord. Explode in my living, God. Upset my comfort zone, Jesus. Hey, don't bring me peace. Bring me disrest until you can get through to me and bring to me what you want yourself. Upon. 
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce everything in my life that I rely on. But you, make me blue all over. It's about. Are you are you satisfied? Are you are you pleased? Are you content? with the way he flows in and through and possesses you. As you look at verse 8, are you, are you, do you, do you give forth with a sigh of relief saying, oh yes, that's where I am. Or do you want to say with me tonight, Oh, God, I want to crawl into the depth of this one, God. I want, I want to be in the heart of verse 8, God. I don't want to preach about verse 8. I want to experience the fullness of who you are. Up on, up on. And all the stuff, God, I've developed in my life, all the stuff, God, I've worked so hard on, skills and all this talent stuff and all the memorization and all the, oh, God, it's all okay, but oh, if you could get in the middle of it, come upon, come upon until nothing matters but you. Come upon until I'm blue all over. Come upon until I'm filled with you. Come upon, Spirit of Jesus. Come upon, come upon. Well, what happened tonight, oh God, if we had a board that was, oh, you have come upon them in a new and a fresh way. Oh God. Forgive me, I want to seek again tonight. I must have his fullness. You don't understand what I'm facing. You don't understand the problems I've got. You don't understand what's going on in my home. You, you don't understand my, about my kids. And you don't understand the complications. See, if you knew, you'd say, oh, he's going to have to have the Holy Spirit come upon him. It's the only chance he's got. See, I've got, you don't understand the complications of ministry. You don't understand the pro proclamation of the word. Come on, I've, I've only got one chance, man. I got to have the fullness. I got to have double fullness. I got to have, I got to be blue all over. I can't, I, I just, I'm not going to make it with, unless he comes upon. Holders open. We're going to have moments of prayer. You want to seek with us? Wow, what a powerful truth. And I'm really longing 
that you would go after Jesus like that. My, my, my prayer is that you would experience the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, where the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will receive not only the power, the enabling grace of God to live out your life day by day, to walk in victory, to live in a relationship with Jesus. And despite the pressure and the, and the circumstances around you, that you can live victorious. So, I, man, my prayer for you is that that enabling grace, that power of God will literally sustain you day by day. And that through that, you would be a witness for Jesus Christ that you will literally be spilled out and that your actions and your words would declare the gospel and the glory of Jesus Christ. Well, I hope you enjoyed this sermon. It really, truly is one of my all-time favorite sermons. And my prayer is that it wouldn't be just some information that you heard, but it would actually lead you into greater triumph and relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. For show notes of this episode, including a link to download the entire sermon, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 19 for episode number 19. And if you've enjoyed the podcast thus far, would you do me a huge favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes? It would be an incredible blessing as iTunes uses this star ratings and reviews as a way to get the podcast in front of other people. So if you think other people should hear this podcast, then I would highly encourage you to take 30 seconds and go to the ratings and review section of this podcast on iTunes. There's also a link to that in the show notes. And until next time, know that I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.